sacrifices that are either a rishon which is one level below the primary level of an avatoma, or if the carbon, the sacrifice, is a shenil which is two levels below an avatoma, or if it is a shlishi the mission says tameim, the carbon meat will be considered impure, umetamim, and it also has the ability to make another piece of carbon meat tome. Because although regular food, the lowest level of impurity that applies to it is a shenil two levels below an avatuma, and with regards to truma, which is sanctified food that is given to Kaanim, an additional level applies, a shlishila tuma, three levels below an avatuma. The meat of carbonis is considered to be even more strict, in that even a revii, four levels lower down, further than an avatuma, also applies to the carbon meat, and it would be considered impure. The meter says, a piece of carbon meat that is a revii latuma, or other Mishnahites read posel, it is invalid itself, which means that it itself is considered to be impure, although it does not have the ability to make another piece of carbon meat impure because the lowest level that it can become is a revilatuma. And by touching something else, the impurity always goes down one level. That having been said, what happens if somebody decided that he's going to retain an even higher level of purity with regards to the carbon meat? And all of the strict laws that apply to Pora Aduma, the ashes of a red cow that are burnt, the red cow is burnt and the ashes are mixed with particular spring water, and that solution is used in order to sprinkle it on people and items that have become tommy from a dead body... Be as it may, the purity laws with regards to the Paraduma's ashes are more strict than anything else, even more than carbon meat. And if somebody decided to keep to those standards, even for the sake of his meat of the carbonis, then an even lower level of impurity would apply to it. Vachamishi, five levels lower down than an avatuma, if he is observing the standard of purity that is needed for the Paraduma, so then he would consider his carbon meat to be tome. Nevertheless, since it itself is tome and can't make any other carbon meat impure, nechel benzida kodesh, it can be eaten in the same cooked dish as other carbon meat. Since at the end of the day this is a big stringency, if it is on such a low level of impurity, it can be eaten with other carbon meat, and it's not considered to be purposefully making other carbon meat tome. Mishnevov, Hasheni Shbachulin, regular unsanctified food that is a Sheni Latuma, that's the lowest level that regular food can be impure. Metame Mashke Chulin, it will make unsanctified liquids Tome Midrabonon. If something which is a Sheni Latuma or higher up, on a higher level than that, touches a liquid, then Midrabonon, the liquid, becomes a Rishain Latuma, which is one level below an Avatuma. So that's with regards to making liquids tome. Even an unsanctified liquid of chulin would become tome from a food item which is a shenilatoma. However, regular unsanctified food which touches that chulin which is a shenilatoma will not become tome because it can't be any lower than that. However, it would invalidate truma, meaning if this food touched a food item that is truma, then it would become a shlishilatoma. Continues the Mishnah, a food item which is truma, which is on the level of a shlishi latoma, 
That again is the lowest level that truma could be on. Metami mashke kodesh. If it touches a liquid whose purity standard is being kept according to the standards of carbonase, so then it would make that liquid tome. Even though in general only a shani latuma makes liquid tome, over here that the liquid has the purity standards of carbonase, it is more strict. Now, if this food touches other chulin food or truma food, it will not make it tome because it will only become a reveal tuma, which is four levels lower than an avatuma, and that only applies to carbonase. So the Mishnah says, with place of kodesh, it would invalidate and make impure carbon meat for those who want to eat it. And we're talking about a case shenarul taras kodesh, where the food items that became tome were all being kept according to the purity standards of carbonis. For example, let's say it's truma. There was an item that was truma that was a shlishila tuma. However, the person was treating it with the purity standards that are needed for carbonis. In that case, the it would even make a revila tuma. Now, I wish to mention something very interesting. If the person was retaining the purity for, of the truma, according to the standards, the regular standards that Truma requires, then, even though, strictly speaking, we're talking about something now, which is a Shlishi Latuma, it's Truma, which is on three levels lower down than an Avatuma, if that now touches carbon meat, we would think that it would make that carbon meat Tome, but then it would be on the level of a Rivi Latuma. That carbon meat that became Tome wouldn't be able to make other carbon meat impure. However, the Mishnah says, Metami Shnaimu Pesach the truma, which is on the level of a shlishi latuma, would make two other items impure, and a third one also. The third one is considered to be invalid, that means that it's impure without the ability to pass that impurity onwards. But the point is that essentially we turn the shlishi latuma into a rishain latuma. As far as carbon meat is concerned, truma that was allowed to become a shlishi latuma by the owner of the truma... We can see that he's not so careful about the purity laws. Really, he's obligated to prevent the truma from becoming Tomei, and yet he allowed it to become Tomei. And it's Tomei Midoi According to the strict letter of the law, it's impure on the level of a Shlishila Toma. And because we can see that he's not so careful about it, we're now concerned that maybe his truma has become Tomei even from an Adha Toma. Maybe he didn't realize that a Sheretz, which is a particular type of dead animal that is a severe source of impurity, touched the truma. And because of that concern, we now consider his truma to be like it's a rishon latuma, as if it touched an avatuma, a source of impurity, which means they will be able to make three items onwards impure. If those items are carbonized, then it can reach, it can go from a rishon latuma, it would make the next item a shen latuma, which would make the next item a shlishi latuma. And as long as we're talking about carbonized, then it would make the fourth item along, or the third one after that, into a revi'i latuma. This Mishnah brings an alternative opinion, and the truth is, all of the laws that are going to emerge from Rabbi Elazar's opinion that the Mishnah is going to present are going to fit with the laws that we've learned until now, except for at the end of this Mishnah, where Rabbi Elazar is going to end up arguing against this last law that we just learned about, which is a more of a novel idea that we view the Shlishi Latuma as if it is a Rishon Latuma because of the concern that we just described. Rabbi Lozor, Rabbi Lozor says, Shalosh Ton Shovin, the three food items that we have been discussing are equal. Chulin, which is regular unsanctified food. Truma, which is the food that is given to Karanim and it has a certain level of sanctity. 
and slightly more strict purity laws, and kaidesh, the meat of carbonize, that is even more strict. And what Rabbi Lozer means when he says that they are equal, that's not talking about the extent that they can become tome. That we have seen differs. Chulin can become maximum or minimum a sheni latumah, truma can go up to a shlishi latumah, and kaidesh can go up to a revi latumah, which is four levels lower than a avatumah. What the Mishnah means is that if they are the source of impurity, in terms of their ability to transmit that impurity onwards, they are equal. As the Mishnah explains, Ha'echod, something that is the first level, that's referring to a Rishon Latumah, Sheba Kodesh, Sheba Trumah, Sheba Chulin, whether it is from the, um, the piece of meat of Karbanais, or it's Trumah, or regular unsanctified food, Metame Shnaim, Uposel Echod Bakodesh, has the ability to make two further items of carbon meat, Tome, and the third one along invalid. When the Mishnah says the word invalid, it means that it's impure itself, but it's not impure enough to transfer that impurity onwards. So essentially, the Mishnah is saying that a Rishon Tumar is able to make three further items Tome. That means that if it touches item A, item A will become Tome. If item A touches item B, item B will become Tome. And if item B touches item C, then that will also become Tome. And the last one along will be on the level of a Ruvila Tumar that is not able to transfer its impurity onwards. Now, if the piece, which is a Rishon Tumar itself, touches lots and lots of items, they'll all become Tome. The Mishnah is limiting how far that can spread onwards if the item that became Tome then touched something else. Alright, so this Rishon Tumar can make three items of carbon meat Tome. It will make one item Tome and one invalid. Essentially, that means it will make two further items of Trumar Tome, because the maximum level that Truma can go up to is a Shalishi Latuma, and if this Rishon Latuma touches regular unsanctified food, then it would only make the very first item that it touches, or only unsanctified foods that it directly touches will become Tome. If that unsanctified food goes ahead and touches other unsanctified food, then it will not make it Tome. Continues the Mishnah, Hasheni Shabchulon, if any of these foods are on the level of a Shein Latumar, so Metame Echodopes it can make the next two items of carbon meat Tome, or Metame Mashkechulin, and liquid, which is unsanctified even, will become Tome Midrabonon, as a Rishain Latumar, Upoisal Echetrumar, and it would make Trumar food, or food that is kept according to the standards of Trumar, it would make that Tome itself as a shlishi latumar, but that impurity would not be able to be transferred onwards to other trumar. It would be able to be transferred to carbon, though, as the Mishnah immediately explains. If any of the foods are on the level of a shlishi latumar, it would make liquid that is being kept according to the standards of carbonis tome, and likewise, any food that is being kept according to those standards of purity would also become tome, as a Ruvi'ila Tumar. And it's on this point that we see that Rabbi Lozar argues against the opinion of the previous Mishnah. According to the opinion of the previous Mishnah, if the food item that was a Shlishila Tumar was being kept according to the standards of Trumar, so then it would be able to make three further items Tome that are being kept according to the standards of Karbanais. However, we see that Rabbi Lozar argues against that and he understands that regardless of the type of shlishi latumah that it is, 
it would only make the next item, which is the, the which directly touches that shlishil tumah. It would only make that item tome on the level of a reveal tumah because the shlishil tumah remains a shlishil tumah. And Rabbi Lozer argues against the concern midrabanon that the previous Mishnah understood that with regards to carbonais, we view the truma that became a shlishil tumah as if it is a rishil tumah. We learned towards the beginning of this parak, this chapter, that if a person eats Tome food, he himself becomes Tome. And he becomes Tome on the same level as the food itself. This is also a stringency midrabonon, like many of the laws that have been discussed over here. That is one point that we have learned. In addition to that, a person, or really anything that is a Shani Latuma, or a more serious level of impurity... If that touches a liquid, then it makes the liquid into a rishay l'tumah midrabanan. Because of that, if a person eats food which is on the level of a shayni l'tumah, and therefore he himself becomes on that level of a shayni l'tumah midrabanan, he should not now go ahead and work in a olive press to squeeze out the oil from the olives, because by doing so, he will make the olives tomei. Since the olives have immediately become wet with the oil of the olives, they are able to become impure, and the person himself is a shayna l'tumah, so he'll make that oil into a rishayn l'tumah, which will automatically make all of the olives into a shayni l'tumah. What's the problem with that? There's no prohibition in general to make something tomei. We're talking about food that is not sanctified. The reason why this is problematic is because the olives have not yet been tithed. And a portion of them needs to be separated as truma to be given to a koyain. Now, just like it's forbidden to allow truma itself to become tome, it's also forbidden to allow this produce from which part of it needs to become truma to become tome. And that is the reason for the law of the Mishnah that this person who has now become tome midrabanan should not work in the olive press. Up until now, the Mishnahis have talked about somebody who accepts upon himself to treat unsanctified chulin produce with the purity standards that are required of truma. We've also seen cases where somebody treats his truma with the purity standards that are required in general of carbon meat. Now the Mishnah talks about the chulin shenas kaidesh, regular unsanctified food of chulin which was treated with the purity standards and kept according to that high level that is needed for carbonis. So here it's sort of an extreme stringency, which was actually very uncommon. And because it was so uncommon, the Mishnah says that it's treated like regular chulin. The entire concept that the Rabbonon took account of somebody accepting upon themselves to treat it with a higher standard of purity and to view even chulin possibly as a shlishil even though technically speaking there's not really such a thing, and truma to view it as if it's a reveal even though strictly speaking there's no such concept with regards to truma, only with regards to karbanais. Nevertheless, because it was pretty common for people to do so, the chachomim therefore saw that as significant, and were able to view it in a similar way to the higher level at which they are being kept. But over here, that it's such an extreme stringency, which is very uncommon, it doesn't actually have any bearing at all. Rabbi Elozbar Rabbi Tzadik, I mean Rabbi Elozbar Rabbi Tzadik says, it does have a certain level of bearing, and it would be considered to be like truma. Just like one is able to treat his chulin 
to the, with the purity standards of truma, and this was common, the fact that he decided to treat it with a higher level of purity, even if that itself does not have bearing, so at least we should consider it to be like somebody who is keeping it to the standards of truma. That's really included in what he's doing, he's just doing a bit more. So at least for that, it should have significance, and therefore, Tamishnaim Velifsal Echad, a source of impurity, should be able to make such chulin food, Tome, for, and, and the impurity should be able to spread three times. That is to say, the first item that touches the source of impurity will become a Risha Latumar. It touches the next item, it becomes a Shaina Latumar. And that touches the third item, which will become a Shalishi Latumar, just like Chulin, that is kept according to the standards that are required of Trumar.